What's up, everybody? It's uh, Paul here from RTB, and episode eight of our Ring the Bell Success podcast is with Brianne DiCarlo from Pure Bar in Media. So Brianne actually helps exemplify the people side of the business, right? She she's a good leader. She knows how to de- how to de- delegate work out, and she's hired someone to help her, Rachel. Her team is being built, and she's developed a process and a way to build trust early on with her employees so that they know that, that she's loyal. For me, it's one of the big tenets of leadership. And I think this is going to be a very successful business, and she's a great female entrepreneur. She, you know, her, her story is also about patience. And I think that's the big takeaway here is that businesses aren't built in a day, and it takes time. So any entrepreneur out there listening want to say, hey, I'm going to buy a franchise and be ready to go in six months? No. Took her three, almost three years. So take a listen. Hear the story. I'm going to get some great feedback here. Have a good one. Carry on. Talk to you guys after. Cheers. Hey, guys. Paul here from R2B Limited. I am at a bar studio in Media, Pennsylvania with no shoes on, sitting on the floor <laughs> with uh, Brian DiCarlo, the owner, operator, CEO, founder of Pure Bar Media. So we're going to talk to her today about how she started her business and what obviously her three P's are and what keeps her motivated and working every day. So Brianne, tell us more about yourself. Yeah, well first, thanks for having me. I'm so I'm honored so happy that you wanted to, on here to talk to us. Yeah, 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 awesome. So I am not a fitness background person. That was nothing in my wheelhouse before this. My background is actually in fashion. Mm-hmm. I went to school for fashion merchandising. My past career was in corporate retail. Okay. My job prior to opening Pure Bar was, I worked for Urban Outfitters. I was a, in, the Navy in the Navy yard, mm-hmm. yep, the corporate buying office. I started as a buyer, mm-hmm. was there for several years doing that, and then I transitioned into a financial planner role, which is the financial end of buying. So I would tell the buyers how much they had to buy, at what price. Well, margins, and, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And I was there for a very long time. Um, and Urban was very good to me for a very long time, but I started just getting very antsy with sitting at a desk all day long. And just feeling I know like, the feeling. I know the feeling of it. Right. <laughs> and just the feeling that I, the, the passion, I'd lost the passion completely. Mm-hmm. I'd been there a long time. Um, I loved the people that I worked with. I just, what the passion was gone. And I just felt like I was stale sitting in this job. There were times where the only time I would get up from my desk was to go to the bathroom. And it just depressed me. At the end of the day, it was just, I felt antsy. I felt anxious. And I just didn't like it. And your body pie felt it too. It You're did. sitting in a chair all day. It all day. Your butt. Staring at a computer, you know, mm-hmm. neck aches, wrist aches. Right. It was awful. Um, so that was my, that was all I knew. That was really all I knew that fashion was what I did. I hated exercising. Exercising was never a part of my life until about seven years ago. And I was introduced to Pure Bar by a friend, um, who I had just had my second baby and she said, come try this. And again, I hated, I hated working out. just wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. I hated yoga. Yoga gave me anxiety. It was too slow. It just, I didn't, I didn't love it. So I went with her to try a Pure Bar class and I was instantly hooked. I, I hated going to gyms because I would walk through and like have all the, the sea of equipment, sea of weights, sea of cardio machines. And I'd be like, you know, I would do what a do little I do? bit. What do I do? And yeah. I would do a little bit half-assed and then walk to something else and do that half-assed and then, uh, okay, I worked out and leave. I loved Pure Bar for so many reasons. It was fast-paced, yet it was done in a ballet bar, which I thought was just really sexy and really cool. And I loved the aspect of getting a long, lean body versus a bulky body. Right. I never wanted bulk. 
Um, you know, the whole thing about bar is we get you a dancer's body, mm -hmm. long, lean muscles. And it worked. I mean, it, you see results in your body so quickly. Mm -hmm. So I was instantly hooked. The downside was there was never a studio closer than 25 minutes away from wherever we lived. Mm -hmm. We lived um, in around Philadelphia, then we moved out here. Yeah. There was never one closer than 25 minutes. So I would say about three years after I started taking Pure Bar, I started thinking about what if, what if I were to open one in media? And, you know, the timing just was never right. You know, financially, my husband and I weren't there. I either had babies or about to get pregnant and just the timing wasn't right. Mm -hmm. But I had reached out to Pure Bar Corporate just to get some information about what a franchise looks like, what's the business model, what's the franchise agreement look like. So they had sent me information, but just wasn't the time. And then every few months, someone from Pure Bar would reach out and be like, you know, if you have any questions, let us know. I love that they weren't pushy. I love that they weren't like harassing me. It was kind of like a check-in, like things have changed. If you'd like to hear about it, let us know, blah, blah, blah. So January of 16, 2016 rolled around. Three years ago. Three years ago. Rolled around and I was just miserable at Urban. Nothing to do with, <laughs> nothing to do anything with the people or the job itself. Right, right. I was just like, I, I feel like I've gotten, the wind is just out of my sails. I, I've felt that before where you get like deprimido, right? You're like, exactly. I don't want to do this. I'm just like. Exactly. Well, you know? I feel like I wasn't giving 100% there. I wasn't giving 100% at home. I just. It affects everything you do. Because unfortunately our 100%. society is built about working, right? 100%. 100%. So January of 16 rolled around and I said to my husband, I, I got it. I have to try. I can't let another January go by where I'm not at least trying to, to see what this happens. So we said, okay, let's take, let's go with the process and see where it goes. So at every step of the way, I kept making it to the next level, the next level, the next level. And then it came to the part where, okay, am I, am I going to buy it or am I not? So May of 16, I bought the franchise. May so of 16. May of 16. Okay. I bought the franchise. In my mind, in nine months from then, I was going to be in business. Yeah. Two and a half years ago. Yes. Yeah. That's needless to say, I had no idea that it would take almost three years. So were you paying royalties that entire time? No. Okay. All right. No royalties until like, oh. you make any money. No right, way. Right, right. No way. Nope. So I don't have anything to pay. You just had, basically you owned a territory. Yep. I owned the territory. I owned the, like the rights to sell the product. I just didn't have a space. Mm -hmm. So that was the hardest part is real estate, right? I, I need, there's certain things I need at least 1500 square feet. I needed parking. You know, I have the type of business where there's going to be 15 to 20 people leaving and coming in at the same point, mm -hmm. same, same time. So yeah. I need the capability to have that parking. My heart was set to be downtown media. I wanted to be like hometown USA, Main Street yeah, yeah, USA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just wasn't, it wasn't working out. I looked at spaces there too. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not. Because the parking is difficult. It's it is. very difficult. It is. It, I found a spot that I was really excited about. It had a lot of potential. Parking would have been an issue sometimes not all the time mm -hmm. and it really was a cool spot and i had my heart set on it we started going through these negotiations and it for several reasons it fell through right and now we're looking at gosh october of 16 fell through mm -hmm. starting back at square one anyone who has negotiated a lease knows that it's not an easy process it's not a quick process mm -hmm. especially when there's 60 some pages and you're going over with an attorney and and they want like your firstborn it's totally. not yeah it's totally so back to square one i kept getting set back to square one mm -hmm. there were so many times in the process that i just kept getting back to square one back to square one 
And I mean, there were times where I'm like, is this even worth it? Is it even worth it? And I knew it was. I knew, I knew what I had in mind to bring, not just in the sense of this four walls of what I could bring, but I knew what it could do for the community. So I kept at it. I kept at it, kept at it. Granite Run Promenade was a dirt, was a mound of dirt. And I was working with a broker at the time and I said, please find out if there's something. And he said, no, they're going to be too big for you. They're going to be too expensive for you. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. I said, ask the, I mean, look, nothing to lose. Ask the question. Turns out there was one at the time. There might be more now, but there was one spot, 1,500 square feet, had natural lighting on both sides. I was on the second floor on one side, ground level on the other side. And it was like, this is meant to be. Mm -hmm. This is meant to be. This is perfect. So that was probably December of 16. Okay. Found it. <laughs> okay. Almost two years still yeah. until I'd opened my doors. So the whole time, the best thing I did was I never, I kept it under my hat with my job. I needed my salary. Mm -hmm. Mike and I knew that I would be leaving a full-time job. So we were able to put away some savings. We were able to you know, keep going. So it kind of felt like having an affair at work. I had this huge secret. I was trying to build a business, build a network while I was still working full-time. So I kept working the whole time and was doing things like, finding architects and finding um, contractors and finding instructors and doing marketing, trying to get my name out. But I didn't want my name attached to anything right? because I was working. So mm -hmm. that was a bit of a struggle. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot. So spring forward, you guys opened your doors how many Se months ago? September 24th. Okay. 2018. So literally five, four months ago? Four months ago. Right. And uh, I know about the place because obviously my wife Julie comes here and she's, she does, she's a, a founder, right? She um, is. She's one of the original people coming. But uh, I I was taken back when she told me, oh, Brianne's opening a, a studio. I'm like, really? I had no, like no one knew. Yeah. And I was like super proud. I, I really was. And That's I told, so nice. yeah. I told uh, Mike, like, I'm super excited for you guys. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Oh, but like, that's so sweet. It's like, because... You can put I guess yourself it, in our position. Like, right. you, you yeah, can, because I feel you. Like, yeah. I know it. Like it's lonely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an easy job to get like something like this started. Yeah. And the process it takes to get there, right? And knowing the struggles that, you know, obviously the, I'm going through as I'm building my business, it's, you know, it hit home. That's right. all. And I was like... Yeah, man. Like I am super that. proud of them to doing this and her but getting outside her comfort zone and doing this. Cause this is like what I preach. Like get outside your comfort zone all the time. Don't, don't take anything for granted and, and just keep working hard. Right. right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. And so, you know, I started RTB because I, I feel like there's a niche in the sales marketing world to help people who don't have those skills. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and doing that, I analyze businesses and I feel like, it's three things that affect their business. It's the people, the process, or the profits. Mm -hmm. And then they have to be motivated, and which you are, right? So tell me about your people and, and what challenges you might face with your people. Side so your when business. you say people, I instantly think of two different groups of people. One are my people, my employees, mm -hmm. my employees. So the number one thing I tell anyone who is starting out in Pure Bar or any business, find yourself a Rachel. Yeah. Which is a term I coined for my operations manager, who's way more than an operations manager. I mean, I couldn't even begin to list the, I'm like getting chills just talking about her. Yeah. See, you're getting loaded. She's a big part of your Oh life, my God. Right? And I, I mean, I, 
try to spoil her rotten however I can because she's, she's mm -hmm. invaluable to me. She was me when I couldn't be me. Right. She was, I mean, hitting the pavement. She was finding my, con you know, posting things on social media. Um, she was the one that was doing all my recruiting for me. She was doing all the vetting of the instructors for me. And then she would bring to me the ones, you know, I, she understood totally my vision. She get, I mean, she, she's been with me since, I mean, the beginning negative. And that's how I heard about it originally. Like, yeah. Oh, really? I, I, I mean, yeah. that right there speaks volumes. Yeah. I mean, she was just such an ambassador from day one, just so supportive of me. And she got my vision. She got me and she, I, I couldn't have done it without her. I mean, I can't say that enough. So she is my one people. Another people are my other employees. They are just rock stars. We were very selective with who we brought in here. Because, That's important. That's extremely important. Oh my God. It's so important. Mm -hmm. I did not just want to bring an exercise technique to this area. Um, I was excited to because there's bar offered in big box gyms and other facilities around here, which are great. And a mm -hmm. lot of people really enjoy them. It's very different than pure bar. The training process that we go through is vigorous. It's at least a 35 day training process. Five of them you travel. You mm -hmm. actually have to go to Denver or South right. Carolina and stay there. And it's intense. It's eight to nine hours a day of training. It's intense. Mm -hmm. And my girls are all professional dancers, which is not a necessity. All your girls are. Yeah. Okay. My instructors. Oh, you're sorry. My instructors are professional dancers, which is not a requirement, but I'll get it into helps. that later. It was it a helps. weakness of mine that mm -hmm. I said, nope, that's a weakness of mine. So I want them to, mm -hmm. to rise above me in that aspect. Um, so my girls, and they get me, they get the vision, they get the culture that I'm bringing. It's, it's an experience. It's not just the workout that you get. If you don't walk in that door and we don't call you by first name and ask you where you been or how are you or how was the vacation? How's your new puppy? we're failing because I don't want you to leave here just feeling like my body feels good. I want you to leave here seeing my whole, my soul feels good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the differentiator in businesses is where they, and I, I I'm a firm believer in customer service and whatever mm -hmm. you do, um, whether you have a product or a service, it, it's important. And obviously you have a service that is a product. Totally. Right. It's a totally. little, it's very different. And a brand. I yeah. feel like we're selling a, a correct a concept. Right. Yeah. So that's obviously a challenge, right? Yeah. But, so making sure that, and I would say, I'm going to try to paraphrase your challenge, is making sure that everyone keeps the message across the board the same. Correct. And that's training and that's leadership, right? Which in, in your position, you have to wear both hats for the time being, right? Yeah. And at some point when you, when and if you are, Trey, I'm going to open up another place and, you know, you know, I don't know, Granite or Garnet Hills or whatever, out here, right, out, right. Out, you know, out west. Somewhere else. Uh, that you could that you could do it mm -hmm. right because you already have the platform. They gave you a, a, a basic formula with the franchise, but initially it's still your business. Absolutely, right. So it could fail if you don't Absolutely. if you're not driving the ship right. the right way. The name only gets you so far. Correct, correct. And I think that's what people under, misunderstand. And that's probably the feedback we'll get from this is that franchises are great, but it's only as good as the people running the franchise. Absolutely. So absolutely good people right there. Absolutely. On the process side. There's obviously a different ones that you deal with, right? Well, it's, it's hiring one, yep. uh, bringing new customers in two, making sure that your customers are happy and have a great experience. So, What's your biggest challenge that you face right, as, right. as your own? Before you go there, my other P was my clients. Those okay. are my people yeah, too. Right, 
my, my, I mean, they are my people. I mean, they, I had over 200 people that had bought memberships, a trial membership into the studio before we'd even opened the doors. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, those people that just had faith in us, we did pop-up classes all summer long just to show people what we were like. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we worked hard. We worked Mm -hmm. effortlessly just to show people this is a snippet of what we are and those people that came to see us once we opened. So those are my other piece. I have to give them a shout out. Process. So yes, it's one thing to get them in the door, which is a, which is a, a you know a process in of itself. But then once they're here, converting them to a membership, right? Like they can come in, they can try it. The difficulty I had, not difficulty, but one of the struggles I have is it takes at least five to six classes before you can honestly say if you like it or not, because Pure Bar is so technical. We're telling you to do things like tuck and press back and pulse, and people are like. What the heck? <laughs> and they're hard. Once you even know what a tuck means, mm-hmm. you're like, well, I don't feel that. You're like a pelvic tuck. Out. It yeah, is, yeah. exactly. It's like a pelvic thrust mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And it's awkward. People feel silly doing it. Like, is people looking at me? And it literally takes at least five to six classes to, number one, not care what everybody else is thinking because we're all doing the same exact thing. And to be like, oh, I get I get it. I feel it. So it, it's a, it's that's why we offer a lot of packages where they can come for like four weeks unlimited. You really need that amount of time to see if you even like it or right. not. And if you don't, awesome. Thank you for trying it. Yeah, you know, hopefully exactly. the experience you had was good. Awesome. Something I do. Different in strokes effort, for different folks. That's all. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. One of the things that I do to ensure that at least the experience is great is I have a Friday checklist that I personally teach a 530 class on Fridays. I come in every Friday at 330. And I go through the whole week that just passed and call every single person that came in to take their first class that week. Mm-hmm. And I ask them for their feet. I tell them I'm the owner, regardless if you had me as your instructor or not, how was the experience? Did you, did you A, like the class? Some say yes, some say no. Tell me why. They tell me why. I thank them for their feedback because I'm, I'm, I'm so incredibly thankful that people that do, even when it's negative. I love when people give me negative feedback. It's the only way to get better. It's the it's only, only way, way to get, get better. better. Yeah, and I love just re- I love having that personal connection with with the clients. Yeah, and I think that is uh, what I have been doing for the last two years. Is over the last years, I've been on this emotional IQ journey, and you can ask Julie about it. But <laughs> I, I'm reading books like crazy just to make myself a better person mm-hmm. and to understand like how I can improve because I know I'm not perfect. Yeah, right. And I know like, and you're doing it with your business. I'm doing it with myself, right? Because right. I am in the business right now right. but uh that's that's very important voice of the customer and i've been telling you know other clients that i have that they need to do the exact same thing right Take that feedback how can i get better you know what can i do to improve what would you want to see from me because that's really who it's also building their persona the person you want exactly. to call on and, and everything else. exactly and the, the worst thing i can have is somebody leaving here that didn't like the class that's something i can't control mm-hmm. What I can't have happen is that they didn't come back because the experience was crap. That's something that I I really, really hope never happens because if you don't like the class, that is totally okay. It's not for everybody, Mm -hmm. but at least your experience had to have been great. Correct. You know, right. It was nice. It was was pretty, it was clean, whatever, you know, those things, that's feedback. Okay. The carpet. I mean, this is brand new, but right. like, like exactly. uh, the carpet was dirty. Yeah. Okay, well, next thing we know, we'll get the carpet out. We'll right. get the clean up and service. Sorry, right. thanks for your feedback. Exactly, right. exactly. Um, so that's, that's that's awesome. Did did they set that up with you, or is that something you added yourself? Something I did myself. Actually, I I started that because day one, day one we opened, and 
people who'd had pop-up classes came, people who'd never even taken our pop-up class came. One woman left the class and told one of my employees, I hated it. It was too hard. It was too fast. I hated it. And this employee and told me, and it was like, I'm like, you know, it was a, it was a gut punch, like day one. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't yeah. expecting that. Wasn't expecting that. So I called her. Mm -hmm. I called her and I said, I'm so thankful that you gave me that feedback. Can you elaborate? What would have made it better? What do you think, you know, we could have done better to make you not have that reaction? You know, and we had a wonderful conversation. And then don't you know, she was the very first person to purchase the, my, my annual membership. You know, like she, she came back, she gave it another try. She keeps coming back. She's brought friends with her. And it was just that, that connection. And it was it's so huge. helpful to me because I'm sure I saved myself losing a bunch of other clients that felt the same exact way, but nobody else would have had the guts to tell us. So have you heard, have you read Howard Schultz's uh, book on customer service from Starbucks? He talks about the exact same thing. Does he? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a great book for, yeah. for anyone having a retail or a even any business that's going to be mm -hmm. customer facing on a regular basis. It's that training that you give your employees and that you you're doing with the personal voice of the customer is huge because it's the only way you're going to improve your process. Right. So. Right. Awesome. All right. So on the profit side, always a tough tough uh, yeah. discussion. But what are your challenges there? So my biggest challenge is the training that we go through is extensive and expensive. So one of the biggest struggles I had before I opened was, and they don't, you know, Pure Bar Corporate doesn't tell you how to, you know, does the instructor pay for their training? Do you pay for their training? There's not only the training, which is very expensive, it's the flight, the hotel, the food while they're there. It's, it's a big, it's, they're missing five days of work at their other jobs. Right. So that was a huge financial, which I ended up, the bottom line was how can I ask these girls at the time, they were all, not all young. So this, one of my girls is my age. A couple of the girls were younger. Mm -hmm. They're all dancers, right. but they're, they all do other things as well. But it's an expensive thing to ask someone, okay, work for me. Now I need you to shell out <laughs> two, $3,000. Right. Out of your own pocket. Out of yeah, your own yeah, pocket yeah. to get trained. So I did front that bill because I just couldn't see offering these. I didn't even have a space, right? Like how can I ask them to trust me so much blindly that this person actually has this business that she's saying that she has, we have to give her this money. <laughs> so I did end up paying that, which luckily we were able to recoup in all of the pre-opening stuff that we did. So it was it, luckily it all worked out mm -hmm. and it was a really nice, I like to think a bonding experience for us. Yeah. Because it kind of gained their trust in me. Like, I, I promise you this is a thing. You know, I'm, I'm believing in you that you're going to go through this process and take it out, take all of it out of it. So that was the biggest financial yeah. struggle. I, I love you saying that because it's one of my tenets of leadership is loyalty, right? right. And uh, you can ask Julie, my pop, one of my biggest traits is loyalty and false. Cause I give, I give it away. Right. Oh yeah. You're my buddy, you know, like, right. yes. uh, but at that point you're building that trust that you say, Hey, and that loyalty with your employee that, Hey, I'm going to, I know you can do this. I want you to be this. I need you to be part of my team. I'm building a culture of trust and loyalty for within the company. I need you to be a part of that. Exactly. And I, I love that. So that's, that's exactly. huge. I think the only other thing that I would say feedback wise is you already did it is you had that pre-income before you even opened your doors. You did the pop-ups. I saw them all around like, oh yeah, come in for a pop-up and help covers your expenses mm -hmm. of them going while you're getting ready to open your doors. Right. So that's 
That's awesome. Right. So I, I would say for anyone listening that having that cash flow before, it's always an important factor, right? Having that cash flow before any debt that you're taking on early is important. So you have to have multiple streams. Of Absolutely. Like Absolutely. All right. You're tough bar. Just ring the bell. How do you ring the bell? So I, I boxed for a long time. wasn't born with this nose. Played rugby for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And that's always been my rallying cry is like, you know, no matter what happens, you get up and ring that bell. If the bell rings, you get out of bed every morning and you do your thing. Right. You know, Mike sells, he's a, he's a, he sells insurance. He does the same thing, right? You have to be motivated to get out of bed every day and right. do what you want to do. You need to be passionate about it. Right. Tell me about what your ring the bell thing is. The what culture, the culture that, that Pure Bar Media has created is just mind blowing to me. I mean, it is, it is literally every single reason that I wanted to open these doors, not just to give the amazing workout that we promise you, mm -hmm. but it is to create this culture and this community. I mean, so many of our clients have become friends just through here. Right. You know, there's a big Friday night bar to the bar that girls do, right? They come here for class and then they go out after to a happy hour. I love that. I think that's incredible. And the amount of text messages and Facebook messages and emails that I have never felt this good about my body in years. My husband can't keep his hands off of my butt. Like that, that's, that's a bad, I mean, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, you have your kids, yeah. you lose your spark sometimes. I mean, these, these results that women are seeing and what it's doing for their confidence. And I mean, people say I haven't worked out in years and I can't wait to come to your classes. It's not just about the workout, which we promise you, you will get transformative results. It's about just the, the experience. And that's, that's what does it for me is saying, yes, we, we did it. We're, we're delivering exactly what my vision was. Right. That's awesome. So that's, it's your, you're passionate about helping people and making that, that vision come to life. Yes. You, you get out of that humdrum of sitting behind a desk and taking control of your life and saying, Hey, this is mine. Yeah. And I'm, I'm passionate about this and I love it. That's great. That's, that's it. Awesome. That's all you need. That's really all you need in life. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I just hope I, mean, I can see it in your face. I mean, yeah. you can't see it on the camera. She's got a big smile. I do. I, I just can't believe. I mean, I say it all the time. I can't believe this is my job. I really can't. It's believe. not a job though. It's truly not. It's truly not. I mean, it's wonderful. I'm able to get my kids off the bus way. I mean, not every day, but way more than I was when I was working nine to five. I'm able to have flexibility. I'm able to sponsor my son's baseball team. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, there's so many, and my kids get to see the struggles that I went through. I mean, this summer, they just tagged along with me everywhere. They were here at the construction site right. every day with me, seeing what was happening and seeing the conversations that I was having with people. And, you know, mom doesn't take no for an answer. And that's, that's invaluable. Yeah. It's teaching them something that they're, they're never going to learn in school. No, no. I mean, we totally lagged in schoolwork and doing our <laughs> summer reading, but they learned something different. It, listen, life skills are just as important as book skills. And I think you have to have that, that mix. And I think I learned that from my parents. My parents were both entrepreneurs. My, my dad was a cop and then he would, owned his own hot dog stand. Really? After he came from work. Yeah. That's he would, amazing. He would work nights That's and awesome. then he would come home and then he'd have a hot dog stand on the street and sell hot dogs. That's like, incredible. My mom... Uh, we stayed home for a while. Then she opened up her own travel agency and built it for nothing. Uh, it's still open, but it obviously travel with different business now. Right, now she started right. her honey business. A couple. I saw couple, that. Yeah, That's and, incredible. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And then you know, so for me, this is another passion of mine is helping people. Right? I was a medic in the army. I love helping people. So. Oh, I didn't. I knew you were in the military. I didn't know you were a medic. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So. Jack of all trades. I am. I can do a lot. <laughs> 
So awesome. Thanks for the interview and your time, yeah, Brianne. Thank I'm you. really glad that you uh, succeeded and I love the story. Thank you. Um, and I'm super proud. Of Thanks. It's yeah. so sweet. Thank you. This is really fun. Yeah. I'm glad you could get on. Cool. Awesome. That's it. Cool. All right, thank you. Thank you. Oh.